Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Comark, a global provider of innovative software products and business services. Comark's platform is used by leading brands across all industries to drive their customer loyalty. Powered by AI and machine learning, Comark technologies allow you to build, run, and manage personalized loyalty programs and product offers with ease. For more information, please visit comark.com. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of Let's Talk Loyalty. Today's episode is a great discussion with Dharmesh Banna, the loyalty and rewards executive at Nedbank, which is one of South Africa's largest banks and is publicly traded on the Johannesburg stock market. With 7.5 million customers, Nedbank operates in a highly competitive marketplace, with South Africa considered one of the most advanced in the world in terms of both banking and loyalty innovations. Their Greenbacks loyalty program was initially started in 2005, and from its initial simple card swiping concept, it has now become a powerful business lever that drives emotional loyalty, behavioral loyalty, and also brand loyalty across the entire banking relationship. I really enjoyed some fascinating insights from my conversation, so I hope you all enjoy listening and learning from Dharmesh Bana from Nedbank South Africa. Okay, so Darmesh, I'm super happy to be talking to you day, today in, uh, I think it's a chilly Johannesburg from what you've told me, yeah? It is indeed, Paula. Thank you for having me. Okay, not at all. And uh, as I was just saying to you there, you are the very first bank that I've had uh, on the, the uh, show. So super excited to hear all about Nedbank. It's not one I was familiar with at all. Um, but yes, yeah, super exciting to hear all about your Greenbacks program. Uh, but before we get into learning about you, learning about the company, and of course, your loyalty learnings, tell me first of all, what is your favorite loyalty statistic? Uh, it's it's got to be my earn-to-burn ratio um, that I've looked at over the years for our NetBank Greenbacks loyalty program. Okay. Um, it, it's just such a good good view of how customers are engaging with the program, really. Ah, I love it. Okay, so you're focused on driving engagement. Absolutely. Um, okay. You know, I mean, when yeah, when we when we started the program, you know, um, we had many customers with with a fair amount of points, but we noticed that you know they weren't necessarily redeeming the points or using the points. Yeah. Um, and and through the evolution of the program, we you know we've created new mechanisms by which customers can redeem uh, their points, and okay. we've we've literally just seen that um, that ratio you know sort of. Yeah. Um, grow exponentially. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well done. And, you know, it may seem, you know, maybe to, to newer programs that, um, you know, it seems like the obvious thing to be doing, but um, you and I have both been uh, around for a while, I think in business, Darmesh, um, where, you know, there was plenty of, of programs, certainly that I worked on where, you know, the CFO's intention was to minimize the cost, minimize redemption and uh, to keep, you know, whatever breakage was available. So really happy to hear that you're, you're driving that intentionally. Yeah, yeah, I think times have changed. Um, and there's most certainly a focus on ensuring our customers stay with us and stay engaged with the brand. I think it's probably one of our more important metrics at the moment. Okay. And as we know, you know, over time, it's also showing positive profitability. So, so it may not help in the short term, but, yes. you know, over a longer period of time, it's most certainly one of the best um, you know, measures um, and, and that we can look at you know, yeah. as, as, a, as, a, as a bank. You're right. Yeah. And that's a good distinction, Darmesh, as well. I suppose the, the short-term perspective, and I'm sure COVID focuses the mind as well for lots of people listening, but um, you're right. It is a, it's a long-term game, especially in uh, financial services. So um, so that's super exciting. So because, I, again, as I said, I'm not even familiar with the company, Darmesh, I'd love you just to give me maybe just an overview and an introduction to NetBank um, and a bit about your own kind of career with them. Sure. So Nedbank's, um, you know, bearing in mind it's an international audience as well, Paula, I'm going to say, you know, totally. Nedbank's a bank. Yes. <laughs> um, in, in, in South Africa. 
Um, yes. And, you know, it's, it's one of the big five banks uh, within the South African context. Um, and we've been around for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, you know, we've got a corporate investment banking division. We've got a wealth management division um, as well as a retail division. Um, mm-hmm. okay. and, and we have in excess of, you know, we have in excess of around seven and a half million uh, retail banking customers. Great. Um, and, and that's the part of the bank that I sit in, which is which is the retail arm. And mm. um, my career at NetBank has been a, a, a very privileged one. I've, I've um, really enjoyed my time at the bank, uh, having started as an executive assistant and, and learning the ropes within banking. Okay. Uh, which is pretty much, you know, which is pretty much what I needed to, to sort of understand. Mm. Um, and then moved into sort of, you know, a customer value proposition, which is very different to the, to the background and what I'd studied around finance and, um, yeah. you know, financial accounting and that type of thing. But, you know, I've got this real passion for understanding customer behavior, customer psychology, cool. uh, behavioral economics, etc. Yeah. And, and, you know, I then looked after the youth segment and we looked to develop value propositions within that segment and grow market share in that segment. Mm. Um, thereafter, I moved into a funding role where we looked after the retail deposits, um, which is a very technical role, um, mm. you know, at the bank. Mm. And from that point on, it was, uh, you know, moving back into um, the co- consumer side of things and and into the loyalty role. Um, and I've been in this role since um, I think it's about 2015 or 2016. And it's been a very fruitful, um, you know, six years almost in, in this specific role. Okay. Okay. And amazing. You said you started as an executive assistant. Do you mean like literally in an admin type role? Well, there's two roles um, that that was sort of defined at the bank. The PA role was more the personal assistant, and okay. uh, which looked after the admin. Mm-hmm. The executive assistant was more of a, a business role uh, that linked up with okay. this, quite a senior with a senior executive. Um, and, and my role was really to learn. So, you know, take a look, uh, a look after the businesses, understand how businesses are run within the financial industry. Yeah. Um, you know, there was so much learning that happened in that space. Um, and it's really a springboard then for getting into another role within the bank. So, it, it, you know, it's, mm. it's an absolutely fantastic opportunity for anyone you yeah. know, within the South African context looking to get into banking and then, of course, yeah. further their career. Wow. Well, you obviously loved it if you've managed to um, stay engaged, stay happy and stay loving it um, for as long as you have. So um, so that's extraordinary. Um, and I know the Greenbacks is the name of your loyalty program. So we're definitely going to talk a lot about that. Um, but even before that as well, Darmesh, um, what I've always loved about the South African loyalty market is really that it's actually quite sophisticated. Um, and most of the, the work I've done, at least in terms of writing articles about loyalty in your country, country has been in other sectors, let's say in insurance with obviously the famous Vitality program. Um, And I know there's lots happening in grocery retail as well from a loyalty perspective. So is the same thing true in terms of the banking sector uh, from a loyalty perspective? Paula, it's it's a fascinating question, and uh, you know I'm, I'm assuming that you may even know better than me. But but my perspective of the South African market, general, yeah. you know, generally in terms of loyalty, yeah. is one that I think is absolutely very sophisticated. And in fact, I'd, go, I'd even go as far as saying it, it might even be yeah. uh, one of the most sophisticated ones in the world when it comes to financial services. Wow. Um, be that be that insurance or banking. I mean, the banking sector's um, insurance. I mean, the loyalty programs within the banking sector yeah. are incredibly strong um, uh, within the South African context. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to sort of talk uh, to yeah. the other programs, but but yeah, you know, to, yeah. just to go, you know, I mean, South African customers, banking customers expect um, their banks to have a program. Uh, that is really competitive and makes it worthwhile for them to be at that specific bank. So, so yeah, I mean, that's Brilliant. my perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was looking obviously at the, the NetBank website as well, obviously, Darmesh, ahead of our, our conversation today. And I do agree with you. So, I think it's the first time I've actually seen any company, uh, particularly as long as this has been in place, this is one of the key statistics, the first African bank to go carbon neutral. So I know it's off topic from a loyalty perspective, but I think from a you know um, a consumer understanding perspective and positioning, that's extraordinary. So I was amazed to see carbon ne- neutral operations in 2021. And then I looked back in the history to see that came about 11 years ago. So that's amazing. Well done. 
Thank you very much. I, th- I think it, NetBank's, NetBank's very proud of our green uh, sort yeah. of credentials. Um, and, and uh, you know, believe it or not, our logo and everything is green. Yes. Um, so we literally we literally are seen as the, as the green bank within the South African context. And it's something we are exceptionally proud of. Yeah, well, it comes through. I can tell you, as I said, I was literally doing my research and that really came through. So uh, so that was amazing. And and from a pure, um, I'll say, let's, you know, regional perspective here in the Middle East, um, we do, we have a big dependency, for example, on things like checks. So I was also very impressed to see that you've discontinued, in fact, as a country. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, again, lots of innovation. So people listening all over the world. Yeah, no, that's super- correct. <laughs> Brilliant. So loyalty-wise then, I know Greenbacks actually started before you, I think. Yeah, 2005? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Started in 2005 and and was predominantly a a card swipe program. And and what we mean by that is you you swipe your card and you're going to get points. Okay. Um, And and because, um, you know, we have have a good association with American Express, um, we would give you further points um, if you swiped your American Express card. Um, okay. but, but I mean, that was, that was in essence as simple as the program got and had been for, for many, many years. Okay. And is that debit and credit cards, Darmesh, or purely focused on the credit card sector? Yeah, look, it's got more of a focus on our credit cards, but we do include um, what we call check cards um, at the moment. So, so no longer the debit cards, but check and our credit cards, yes. Okay. Okay. And how was it performing then when you came in? I think the program was performing well enough from a card swipe perspective, and we haven't done away with um, with the card swipe. If you look at our program, what we've done is uh, constructed it into packages, which are okay. linked to products. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more packages you've got or the more products you've got, the higher your sort of level within the program. And we've decided to call it levels instead of tiers. Okay. Um, to, to sort of link up to this whole to the whole gamified aspect of um, ah. of the program, you know, so that's what we've tried, we've tried to do. Okay. Um, and, and of course we've incorporated, we, you know, we've incorporated more products. So, so we're starting to reward for things like your home loan, your vehicle asset finance, <coughs> excuse me, your personal loan, mm. as well as your savings and investment uh, accounts as well. Um, so, so what we're starting to reward for is, is more of our client relationship with the bank, mm. um, as opposed to just people who have a credit card or a check card with the bank. Yes. It's a clever strategy, actually, Darmesh, because I'm sure with your um, understanding of behavioral economics, which I guarantee you is is probably more than mine, but I'm sure there is a a sweet spot where, you know, the retention is directly related, certainly in your business, um, to how many products I hold with the bank, because, you know, it's all well and good to have a current account and then change a bank. But, you know, we all know (laughs) how confusing and difficult it is if there is multiple products. So, So incentivizing that using... Um, you know, just really, I suppose, positive reinforcing behaviors and packages. It's a, it's a lovely idea. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That that remains our goal, Paula. Okay. Okay. So how many levels then in total do you have? So at the moment, we've got four levels. Um, mm-hmm. and, and as I said to you, you know, one package decides that, so the number of packages you've got tells you the level that you're on. And we've got four packages at the moment, right? Okay. Um, uh, do you want me to maybe just talk talk you through that a little bit, Paula? I would love maybe to. Maybe explain love to a little bit of, of. Please do, Darmesh. Yeah, yes. how that works. Yeah. Okay, so 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 the card swiper program is basically the old greenbacks, and we've left that as is because we didn't want to take that away from our customers. Because as you mentioned, from a behavioral perspective, taking stuff away from from yeah. customers creates a big, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. sort of loss aversion within customer totally. headspace. And so we've continued with cards. Yeah, we've continued with card swiper as as a package. Okay. Um, you know, another another criteria or issue that banks face, especially in the South African context, I can't talk for the rest of the world, but but what happens is you find customers, you know, potentially coming into a bank, opening up an account, and then the account sort of going dormant or or not using it for some or other reason. And most customers, you know, within the South African context would bank with more than one bank. Yeah, and you know the, the money manager account is is looking to to sort of um, you know ensure that we get our transactional or our check customers you know banking with NetBank, but truly banking with NetBank. So we look to reward our customers in that instance for making a deposit into the account as well as doing at least five debits in the month. Okay, um, to ensure that we can see some activity and we can ensure 
that customers are in fact using uh, our money manager package. And, and in using the package, we would sort of send communications to our customers, letting them know how they could potentially manage their money better. Uh, now, we're not there yet in terms of the final solution, but it's something you know, that we're aspiring to and that we'll get to at a point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at our home loans, vehicle asset finance, and personal loans, we bundle those products into a package called Responsible Borrower. Mm. Um, and the way in which Responsible Borrower works is we just requ- require our customers to stay up to date uh, on their bond repayment, their car repayment, or their personal loan repayment in full and on time mm. uh, per quarter. Mm-hmm. And, and every quarter we, we enter our, our Greenbacks members who have opted into that package uh, into a competition where they can win their home loan, vehicle asset finance, and personal loan back. So, it, Ooh, you know, nice. one of those products a customer could <laughs> potentially win back. Yeah, Lovely. Which, Wouldn't that um, be amazing, so, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, so, so we've, in fact, we've just had a couple of customers win their home loans back. Um, oh, wow. And it's probably, it's probably some of the proudest moments in, in my career where, you, you know, you can see that the work you've done has literally changed or not that I've done, that our team's done, yes. <laughs> has, has literally changed um, our customers' lives. You know, we had one customer who was actually retrenched uh, at the back end of last year. Okay. And won their home loan back this year. Wow. And so, you know, the relief, the relief that I could hear in the customer's voice when, when we told them the news was just, uh, yeah, uh, it's something that I just wish more people could experience. It's an unbelievable feeling. So, yeah. um, you know, and that's, that's, that's quite a nice way to reward customers other than points, which is the other thing that we've looked at. You know, we think that the utilitarian value of points is, is useful in some instances, you know, so for, for yeah. repurchase behavior, um, in, you know, let's yeah. let's get people to buy their tenth tenth coffee with us, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it works in that instance. Okay. Um, but it doesn't necessarily work for everything, you know. So so we've tried different mechanisms um, by which we reward our customers, mm-hmm. and the competition mechanism is quite a nice way of doing it because um, yeah. you know yeah. it's, it, 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 it you get many people to to change behavior. Mm. Um, and not everyone gets a chance to win, but the probability of customers winning uh, this type of competition is is a lot bigger um, than if it were any other kind of, of thing. You know? So so sure. so that works out quite well. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, as a bank, we we want customers to save, um, and, and deposits are really um, you know what we thrive on as a bank. So you know we we also rewarding customers for saving with us through our structured saver package. Okay. Um, which again just looks to through a competition mechanism, customers could win up to you know fifty thousand rand a month mm. um, just by saving into this their respective saving product. Um, now you know from a behavioral perspective, we know that saving is probably one of the most difficult things for for people to do in general. You know, so so how yeah. do we you know sort of employ techniques to make it easy okay. uh, for our customers to save? And, you know, there's a couple of things we're working on and, and we haven't included them in, in the program as yet because they're still in development. But in essence, you know, it's, it's about how do you just make someone save without them having to think about it. So, you know, for example, if you were swiping your check card, we would give you the functionality that says, look, you know, for every swipe that you make, you'd like to save 10% in a savings product, as an example. So every time you're swiping to pay for something, wow. um, you defaulted into, for example, saving. As wow. an example, so so the use of the default yeah. um, really really helps customers save, um, and and is a really cool behavioral tool um, to get people saving and building up those balances. Wow, um, we haven't implemented that yet, and and it's something okay. obviously work, we're working towards. But but you know that's the ethos yeah. um, of of the program, and yeah. you know over and above that, what you mentioned earlier was um, you know the fact that we've gone carbon neutral and that we are yeah. the green bank. Um, one of the things we, we promote as part of the program is what we call our affinities. Um, and one of our affinities is called the Green Affinity, which is um, uh, it's, it's, it's a venture between NetBank and the uh, WWF, uh, NetBank Green Trust. And as customers manage their money better, yeah. NetBank will make a donation to the affinity of our customer's choice at uh, no cost to the customer, right? So, uh, so we would make a donation to the WWF Nedbank Green Trust. We would make an, a donation to the Arts Affinity if that was chosen, to the Sports Affinity, or yeah. to the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund. So, yes. um, so the ethos of the program is really around, you know, as customers get better at managing their money, yeah. society benefits as well. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, the bank also benefits because, you know, we, it, it has to be a triple win. You know, there's a win for the bank, there's a win for our customers, and yeah. there's a win for society. And, and if we're getting that right, um, then we're heading in the right direction. So, so I mean, yeah. that, that's very much Paula, the ethos and, and what we sort of strive mm. for every day within, mm. within our team. Yeah. Mm. Wow. You know, what I really love is um, that particular package you just mentioned, Darmesh, you know, the whole concept of when they manage their money better, which comes back to, again, the principle of, of again, what I've seen so much in, in South Africa, this lovely idea of, you know, taking care of the customer in the, you know, making sure the customer's interests are aligned with the business interests. So I think, I don't know what it is about you guys, but you have that lovely integrity around, you know, rewarding them for something that's good for them as well like rather than necessarily let's say on on borrowing you know so if I was spending more on my credit card and then you were giving donations to charity it might have the same positive spin if you know what I mean I think it's amazing thank you Paula and I think I think most businesses in South Africa do worry about the the context and the yeah. societal context you know I think I think South Africa and most people will know our history um you know comes from a very dark history and you know, yeah. I think we all work within the economy at the moment to to make things better, not just for for us, uh, yeah. but for everyone. You know, so um, and I think that remains the ethos of corporate South Africa for some reason or the other, and I think it's a great ethos that we should continue yeah. maintaining. You know. <laughs> And again, and, and I'm super happy that we're able to share it on this show because, again, I don't think the world gets, you know, the the, the understanding of how powerful and um, the ethos, the corporate ethos, as you said, is in South Africa. Yeah, I, you know, you know, I think the world is moving towards a place where, you know, if you look at the young, the younger generation, the millennials, yeah. um, you know, I think society, society is starting to worry more and more about. Like, are you, are you really being real? You know, are you true to what you're talking about? You know, are you really making a difference? Yeah. Um, you know, in South Africa, what we've learned as an example is, is, you know, when we talk about loyalty, um, you know, loyalty is not about giving people a whole bunch of points, right? Um, mm, yeah. I think it, it, it helps to a certain extent in yeah. your business, but, but loyalty is very much an emotional thing. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, that's what we've been trying to build towards um, in, in this sort of, program is how do we get to this sort of emotional loyalty um, wow. where a customer truly believes in the brand, you know? So, so you get um, someone that's come through and they say, look, you know, we love NetBank because they're green and that's why I'm going to bank with them. Yeah. Um, and they don't bank with you because, um, you know, not because your products are better or because you've given them a better rate on their home loan potentially, um, but they bank with you because of your cause. You know, what do you stand for? Does it resonate with the customer mm. cause? Mm. Um, and, and I think more and more that's becoming the, the norm for corporates, not just, not just in South Africa, but, but globally. Mm. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I mean, I really wasn't expecting again, a conversation about, about banking to, to have the words emotion attached to it, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things that comes up in retail or let's say in, in general lifestyle. But, you know, again, my perception from the outside is that banking is much more commercial, much more transactional to your point about the card swiping, but it feels like, you know, there is that much more um, holistic sense of, of what you're trying to do. Absolutely, Paula. And, and I mean, we definitely view money as being an emotional aspect. You know, money is not, you know, as we say, I, mean, I think we, we think of it as being very transactional and we use it as being transactional. Yeah. Um, but when, when we get deeper into sort of the psychology of money and how people think about money, you know, you, you very quickly realize that money in itself is just a completely psychological thing. You're right, um, actually. You know, yeah. You know, why do why do people buy a Ferrari as an example <laughs> or a Porsche? <laughs> totally. As, as opposed as opposed to you know something else. Mm. Um, it's completely you know psychological, and and understanding that is the key to unlocking you know better financial management for our customers. Um, and you know, if people are managing their money better in South Africa, not just with NetBank, but across the sphere, you know, yeah. again, just just you know, it just works out better for South Africa as a country, right? Yeah. Um, so it's absolutely in our interest to ensure that customers are, um, you know, managing their money well and understand what's happening with their banking. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier about the credit cards. I mean, card swiper does does reward you for swiping your card, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But but what we're trying, I mean, as, you know, as part of that package, is that in South Africa there's a huge cash market. So cash is still a predominant mechanism within the economy, right? Okay, um, sure. And we've got we, we've got quite a big informal economy, uh, which is completely cash based. But you know, we also have a high amount of theft, um, and you know, people yeah. losing their money through theft. So so yeah. so so the narrative of the package is really around yes, swipe your card, but but it's not about swiping your card more. You know, it's about, you know, swipe your card instead of using cash, guys, because it's safer. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's about tying into the narrative that our customers are experiencing daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, I mean, we don't always get it right. So I'll be the first to admit it. I mean, we've tried and failed on many things. Um, Ooh, and if okay. you want me to talk, if you want me to talk to some of that, I will. Well, but, I think uh, we have to. <laughs> Yeah, so so I mean, you know, in developing, I think in developing the new program, um, okay, you yeah, know, we, there were there were things that, and, and we, you know, we worked with some really really smart people who suggested we do this, and we try that, and lots of science and and, and lots of psychology that we looked at as well. Yeah, um, and I'll and I'll give you an example. You know, one of the things we thought would be quite easy is having a separate Greenbacks app for our customers. Okay. Yeah. And and we tested that with customers as well. Um, and, and customers in the testing loved it and we went to market and it's been a complete failure <laughs> as an example. Okay. I had exactly the same experience, Darmesh. I'm, I'm feeling reassured I wasn't the only one. <laughs> so our customers absolutely disliked it um, and, and were yeah. quite vocal about it. And, yeah. and, you know, for me, listening to what our customers say to us and, and the, um, let's call it the criticism we get for the work we've done, I think is probably one of the best things we can experience, right, in our jobs. Yeah. Because it says to you, listen, you've got it wrong, you need to fix this. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, as much as you sort of think about stuff and you think you've been very smart and you've tested it with customers, by the way, yes. um, and, they've, and they've said to you that they love it, you know, when you go live and people really experience it, um, it, you know, it, it may just not work out and then it's being able to actually turn around really quickly and fix it. Right. So I think yeah. that's the phase we're in on, on the app is, is we're going to, at a point in time, uh, discontinue that, but, but make sure that the functionality is on our main banking app, which, which yes. believe it or not, people do visit all the time. I'm sure. Um, yeah. And, and, it, and, you know, it's understanding these, these really small nuances in, in the customer headspace, you know? So, um, when asked, well, why don't you want this app? Well, you know, it was first about, you know, I've got to use data to download this app, which is not, you know, it's not cheap. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't like that. I also don't have a phone that has lots of space. So yeah. again, I, I don't want to download an app that's going to take up space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then it, it requires me to log in, but you want me to put in a password and I don't remember what that password is. Why can't I use my fingerprint? Yeah. So the client experience, the user experience in, in the current day and age is absolutely critical. Uh, you know, if, you know, customers are used to using an Apple phone or, or used to watching Netflix um, where the user experience is just so beautiful mm. um, that, that any, any sort of standard below that, totally. which customers are experiencing daily, yeah. uh, creates a huge, creates huge angst for, for customers. And, and so that forces us to become really good at things like CX and UX yeah. Uh, design uh, as an example, which are things that you know I had no idea yeah. <laughs> about and have, have had to learn very yeah. quickly as part of the role. So, so I think that's that's one of the learnings that's most certainly come out of out of this experience, uh, Paula. Yeah, yeah, it's a great one, and and I'm I'm curious to know, Darmesh, because you know, and again, actually, it wasn't me personally. I was actually the agency delivering uh, the proposition, but you know, it was in the telecoms industry in Ireland, and the view was, and this, you know, admittedly was ten years ago, but the view was that the main app needed to be very light to download, um, and if we added in too much functionality, like the whole loyalty program, that actually it would detract from the user experience of the core business. So therefore they they thought, and, and they probably being, you know, let's say generally IT people, um, they thought that actually made more sense to have a couple of light apps. So have you had any concern about, you know, integrating the loyalty and almost backfilling it into the main app? Or, or is that something that is a good experience? I don't know where you are in the development phase. Yeah, so we're busy scoping that um, that sort of journey out at the moment, Paula. We will probably look to do that in the next six months. Okay, um, great. Yeah. In terms of what it what it looks like, but but you know we're very much going to prototype, test again, see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, I, I think the key thing is not having, as you mentioned, we, we're not going to have the whole 
loyalty experience on the main money app. I think it becomes a secondary experience, but I think as it should be okay. um, within the yeah. banking sort of context, you know, and, you know, what we're also seeing is, is, is this drive, you know, so, so we can do it, but I think a key thing is around how do you make sure that you personalize, you know, so, um, so if someone's buying cool baked beans, don't send them Heinz as an example. Um, sure. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's getting really good at that. Now, personalization is obviously something that everyone's talking about. And, and you know, I, I don't think any of us have gotten that right completely. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the data work required to get to a point where we know that Paula, you know, likes cool baked beans as opposed to Heinz. Yeah. Um, takes, takes quite some, do, you know, takes a lot of doing. Yeah. Um, but, but where we able to render offers that are specific to Paula when she logs into MoneyApp, I think that's where we'll start seeing, and, I, and again, I say I think that. I, I don't know that just yet. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. You know, I think that's where it'll play out in, in our customers' favor, where, where the journey sort of is a lot more seamless. And, and customers mm. have said to us as well, you know, don't give us things that, that we don't really care about. Um, mm. You know, your, your rewards have got to be relevant mm. uh, to my life and to what I'm doing and add, add value to my life. Mm. And, and for example, then, does that apply to things like birthday, you know, rewards? Do you, do you have concepts around that or is that something that uh, that you don't do? We, we, we've thought about it, Paula. We haven't done it yet. Um, okay. and, and one of the reasons we haven't done it is because everyone's sending you a birthday message at the moment and you get lost uh, mm. in all the messages at the moment. So, so we found that, you know, I, I think it's something that we've still got to do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we'll work out how we do that best. Yeah. Um, but it's not something we're doing at, at the moment. It's very much part of our strategy and the design and all the rest of it. But, you know, as we've learned, yeah. the execution, <laughs> the execution of these strategies is, is what counts, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, you know, sometimes it is frustrating, Darmesh, I don't know about you, but the fact that you did test your, you know, um, Greenbacks app directly with customers, you know, you went to the full effort and expense and time to, to ask real customers what they thought. And then, you know, they contradicted themselves when it went to market. I mean, that, that is quite frustrating because, you know, you're, we, we all do everything, you know, best intentioned and you, you put all of that work in and to try and get a realistic view on whether something's, you know, exactly what customers want it really is hard to tell until you actually go live so so so, so right it's you know I, i've just learned that you learn through experience you know you've got to do to learn yeah um and and i think that's that's it you know take the plunge um and and if you need to fail then do that very quickly <laughs> turn yeah. around very quickly <laughs> yeah and i actually and i do think customers are very forgiving but on the topic of um of the birthday one just Armesh, as, as you're thinking about it and i you know have often talked on this show about my relative frustrations about that because it seems like the most obvious data point that you know if you're going to personalize you know that should be something where the you, the opportunity is there um and you you know, I do get lots of messages, so I definitely take your your um, concern about just sending another happy birthday. But I had a lovely one here, and um, the program it's a it's a essentially like a coalition program. It's a group of brands here. It's called Blue Rewards, but they do have a cafe chain within the um, the program. So they sent me a basically a voucher for a free coffee and a cake within a week of my birthday, and I thought that was Beautiful. lovely. And probably funded by the partners. So again, I think you have partners on the program. You might be able to execute something like that, that it feels like a gift. Absolutely, Paul. I mean, that, that is obviously the concern is, is how do we look at, how do we manage the cost um, yeah, exactly. of, of, sending, of sending out a reward for, you know, circa north of seven and seven and a half million customers uh, <laughs> per annum, right? So, yeah, so you've yeah. got to manage that. And, and I think you spot on. If we were to do it, we'd most certainly look at a partner-funded way in which we do that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think to add to it, you know, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think a birthday is most certainly an, an aspect um, of personalization that, that really does work. You know, the other piece that, that we do have sight of as, as a bank is, you know, we also know where customers live or the first house that they bought or, you know, when they're taking out a personal loan for the engagement ring, yes. um, when they've got their first car. And, you know, it's potentially looking at these other sort of, if you want to call them moments of, of sort of celebration or truth. 
yes. um, that we could really link into um, to celebrate our customers and, and thank them for and, and appreciate them and congratulate them for the life stage or, or the moment that they're sort of going through. Yeah. Uh, but that also sort of engenders, engenders, you know, true loyalty. You know, I know for a fact that customers um, that get a home loan, irrespective of the bank they get it at, remain very loyal to that bank because, you know, yeah. it's literally, it's literally changed their lives. And, it, it is a significant moment of truth in many customers' lives that that time where you, you know, you bought your first home or your apartment yeah. uh, or whatever that may be, it's a really big moment in people's lives. And, and, it, and it's one that we could potentially leverage a lot better from a, from a loyalty perspective. You're right. Yeah. It's a very special time in life. You know, it doesn't matter how many times you move home or move house, you know, later on. But that first one is a very special and actually very expensive as well. Because <laughs> clearly, you know, <laughs> getting on the property ladder, um, you know, whatever you can do will certainly drive incredible loyalty. So I think that's a very good insight. Thanks, Paula. I was just going to add, it depends on where in the world you are as well, I guess. I guess it's probably a lot more expensive in New York City than it is in uh, downtown Johannesburg, but yeah. <laughs> but it's it's all relative, you know, the customer who's going to buy in downtown Johannesburg, I'm pretty sure is also struggling to get, you know, the deposit together or whatever. And, you know, certainly from an Irish perspective, I can tell you, you know, it's an extraordinarily difficult thing to do because, you know, we the, the market went through and, you know, I suppose almost the opposite, where at one point uh, pre-2008, I'm going to say, so early 2000s, where the banks had decided to give out like mortgages for 110% of the property value. Um, so you can imagine the the disaster that followed when everybody was totally over leveraged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then 2008 happened and all of a sudden your house was valued at half it was. So I don't need to tell you uh, the risks yep. involved, but um, I think you're right about the insight. If you can, as a bank, have an insight on the key moments of, um, you know, your customers as human beings in their lives and, and find a way to celebrate that with them, I think that would that would bring extraordinary loyalty. Yeah, we just got to do it now, Paula. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing loads and you send me stuff in advance as well, which I, I really liked as well, Darmesh. And I can see there's a real fan of, um, you are a fan, for example, of simplicity. And I'd, I'd love to explore that with you. Why did that come through so strongly as something that uh, you wanted to focus on? You know, Paula, uh, so, I mean, I'd sent you a one page that sort of put our whole program onto one page, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I've got to tell you that it probably took me and my team seven to eight months to get to that point because it was taking all the complexity of the program. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you know, we're very clever internally. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to do this and there's loss aversion and we've got to use the heuristics and et cetera. And there's all this behavioral talk and there's all the data talk and, yeah. you know, it becomes very technical. And, and as bankers, we love all that, all the technicalities <laughs> and, and the numbers. And, um, you know, so uh, the problem with all that is that customers don't care or actually understand that, right? So, uh, and actually don't, maybe they do understand it, but maybe, maybe they don't want to. Yeah. Care too much about it because they've got enough on their on their sort of minds. Totally. And the trick about that is is how do you communicate what your value proposition is yeah. really simply, right? So that everyone can get it. And mm -hmm. it is probably one of the most difficult things to do. Um, uh, just by just by trying to get it all onto one page was our first learning. Yeah. And and then and then our second learning is of course you know as part of the program there, there's just too many places where it's it's not working out because we've we've made it too complex you know so so I think you know through the through the role you know one of the the sort of if you want to call it values that I'm now sort of living by is is one of how do we just simplify guys you know so take all the complexity that we've got. Yeah. But really simplify that for our customers so that so that they understand it's simplified for our bankers who are, you know, talking to our customers day to day, selling our program to our customers, that they understand the kind of advocates of it. Because, you know, you could have the best, you could probably have the best rewards program ever, but if it's like badly, badly communicated and it's too complex, it just misses everyone. And so that's that's most certainly, Paula, a journey that that we run. We by no means masters at that yet, but I think yeah. we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there slowly but surely, you know. 
Yeah. Well, well done, Darmesh, because again, awareness is half the battle. Um, And of all of the shows I have done, and I'm up over 100, as you know, at this stage, um, my number one most listened to episode, the topic is simplicity. So this is definitely an issue. And it's not just within banking. I think everyone, you know, again, is trying to build clever propositions um, to make them super exciting and appealing and, you know, enough fresh content, enough consistent content. And all of a sudden you're kind of your head spinning a little bit, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We've, we've found ourselves in that space so many times that, um, yeah. you know, and I think if you keep that simplicity as your true north um, yeah. and just keep, keep, you know, you keep sitting back from your, your sort of Excel spreadsheet or from the PowerPoint that you just put together and you put your head, put your hands behind your head, look at it and say, okay, yeah. now does this make sense? You know, just ask yourself the question, does this <laughs> make sense? And if the answer to that is still a no, then you've got more work to do. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for that, Paula. Yeah. Yeah. We used to have in one company, which I worked in, which uh, was a technology company, we used to call it um, the Johnny test. And Johnny was just one of our, um, you know, investors who really didn't really, you know, get what the tech was trying to do. So we would always test everything just with him. And if he looked, you know, confused and glazed over, I think you actually need to have have that friendly face to kind of go, does this make sense to you? And he was like, no. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) because <laughs> that's it, great it really is it's fun you know and sometimes it's the granddad test or whatever you know but anyway i'm going off track um but and i want to ask you next armesh about your your um rewards and the, the whole um incredible way that um that greenbacks members can enjoy their rewards but just before just to finish on that point there's a book i've often mentioned on this show and uh, the contents are totally irrelevant to our conversation oh. but the the title is perfectly relevant and i have recommended it to so many people People. It's a 20-year-old book. So when the internet essentially was first invented, let's say, to your point about CX and, and UX, the book is called Don't Make Me Think. And I think that is absolute genius because we're all totally overwhelmed. We don't care about your loyalty program or your whatever. Um, so if you can do something that doesn't make me think, it's just incredible relief. That is so cool. I'm, I'm definitely going to read that, Paula. I think you'd love it, especially because you're into the whole UX thing. As I said, it's old, but genius. So so the title got me. But anyway, the, the big other area that I think you're doing extraordinary work, Tarmesh, is um, the whole uh, range of options that your members have in terms of what they can redeem and the channels and the, the, the just extraordinary ecosystem. So I'd love you just to explain that for listeners. Yeah, sure. So, we, you know, we previously had what we had called the Greenbacks Mall. And and if you want to think of that, it was an e-commerce mall. Customers could go into the mall and use their points to buy um, sort of goods that were discounted for our Greenbacks members. Okay. Um, and, and we've sort of, you know, we've moved away from having a Greenbacks Mall. And the bank has got a proposition now called Avo, uh, which is really an e-commerce store. Uh, not just for Greenbacks members, for, but for South Africans in general, right? So it's it's an e-commerce store that that you know people can go onto okay. um, and find really really cool deals. And what we've done is is you know we've created or uh, we're creating a page for our Greenbacks members on the Avo Mall. Mm-hmm. So we just so that we just ensure that all our sort of the client experience all happens in one place as opposed to, you know, jumping about between certain things. So, so we're busy fixing that, but, but that's some of the new developments that we've got in play. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's that ability. We call that shopping on Evo. So you can use your points to shop on Evo. Okay. We, one of the things that was introduced before my time um, in, in the business, but, but that has worked wonderfully well is something called the shop card. Okay. Mm. Now, all the shop card does is it's a normal, like a normal debit or check card, if you want to think of it that way. And all your points are basically converted into cash. So you could use that card at any merchant that accepts an American Express uh, card. You could go to an ATM and draw it out as cash. Um, and, and literally, you could use those points as you wish, as, as long as you know, as long as the merchant's sort of accepting American Express. So that that actually started seeing redemptions really take off. Okay. Um, and, and, and that remains probably uh, one of our best redemption mechanisms to date. It, it's still one of the higher ones, but, but it's starting to get eaten by some of the other stuff that we've, we've put into play. Okay. Um, 
You know, so we, we've also allowed customers to take their greenbacks points and invest it into bank products, right? So invested into a unit trust, invested into a savings or an investment product, invested nice. into my pocket, use yeah. your points to pay for your bank charges. Yeah. Um, one of the other pieces we found is, you know, in South Africa, people, and it's probably global, it's probably a global phenomenon as well, but, but airtime and data, yeah. um, it is is like it's ubiquitous and everyone needs it all the time, right? Totally. So, yeah. um, so we, we've allowed customers to use their points to buy things like airtime data and prepaid electricity, wow. um, which is also really taken off uh, off really nicely. Yeah. Um, and then and then we have the ability, of course, to donate your greenbacks points. Mm. Um, to the causes that I mentioned earlier, you know, and, um, yeah. uh, you know, one of the, one of the other ones that we've just enabled was, well, we enabled it last year. Uh, it's called the solidarity fund, which, which, um, our president had set up as part of our COVID-19 relief efforts for businesses in South Africa. Mm. So Greenbacks, Greenbacks members can donate to that fund. And by doing that are supporting, you know, keeping small businesses alive within the South African context as well. So, wow. you know, there's some really, those are the really cool sort of mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we know, you know, having said to you that I look at the burn to earn ratio yeah. um, and seeing that increase, we know that what we've implemented has, has really, um, yeah. you know, customers have really seen value in it. So, so that's been really, really cool to see. Yeah. And just on a practical note, Darmesh, the shop cards or that you mentioned, is that a, a physical plastic charge card or is it a digital form or, or what does that look like in, in reality? Yeah, it's a physical card Okay. Um, at, yeah. at the moment, but you, but you could use that card to make purchases online yeah, uh, if you needed to as well. So yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like a normal, it's like your normal checking card Amazing. if you think of it that way. Yeah. But it makes it very real, very tangible, you know, that this is my rewards card, like it's here. The value is already here. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's the reason why why it had been created. It, it, it's, it remains within the brand, you know, so it's got the Greenbacks branding on it. And when yeah. customers buy something using the, that branded card, yeah. you know, the psychology is one that says I've got it for free or Greenbacks has given it to me, you know. Yes. And, and I think that's quite a nice narrative to sort of build on yeah. uh, from a consumer headspace perspective. And of course, I guess it can be gifted as well if you did want to, you know, give that off to somebody, you know, whether it's a child or whatever. I think it's, you know, again, it's a physical thing. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, we've seen we've seen our customers using it in all sorts of ways. Um, you know, in some instances, I've got some colleagues who've given it to their mum um, yeah. and their mum uses the points or, or some people have given it to their children and they use the card. So, so yes, yeah. it's, 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 it's got many uses and it's definitely... Um, you know, it's definitely something that's worked. Yeah. And, you know, customers have said to us, well, why don't you just put it into our check account, you know, because, um, yeah. you know, we can then just use our normal banking card. So, mm. yeah, we're thinking about that, but um, we haven't decided just yet, Paula. <laughs> and that's a big decision, actually. I can see where logically, you know, for a customer, but I can also definitely see um, it would be lost and missed because I know I get cash back on a couple of bank products and I never even appreciate, realize that they've come in. So, you know, I definitely think there is something about keeping it separate. Again, uh, there's probably no right answer, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a very real and practical way that you're doing it. So uh, I'm sure you'd be nervous. You don't want to be changing something like that if it's one of your dominant uh, redemption mechanisms, you yeah. know, people love it so much already. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're, so, you're so spot on. I mean, that is part of the thinking. And, and then, of course, uh, you know, the points, there, there isn't any breakage on that, right? So you'd have to then. Yes, um, of course. You know, yeah. so, so there's most certainly a financial sort of impact on that as well, which we have to consider because, we, you know, we are running a business too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, so, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's just very much the triple win. You know, it's like we've got to win as a business. Our customers have got to win as customers. Yeah. And society's got to win. And, and let's just stick to that, you know. Um, yeah. 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 And and again, just to, to emphasize the, the shop in store, I think I saw a number of 140,000 outlets, you know, wherever uh, American Express is accepted. So just the uh, the usage and availability and flexibility, I guess, of that product. But also, I don't think I've seen, um, you know, a non-telco, let's say, offering things like airtime and data. Um, so I don't know if that's been done in other parts of the world or electricity, in fact. So, but again, I think it's a really nice, very practical, and something that I would really feel, oh my goodness, Ned Bank is paying my, my phone credit this month. I mean, I just think that's brilliant. 
So we do that with in partnership with um, you know the telco or the electricity service providers, and we would make a commission off yeah. um, of that to to our customers. But yeah. but absolutely, Paula, to your point. So we don't actually do it ourselves. It's not you know it's not like NetBank Airtime or NetBank Data. Of course, as no, an of course, no, no, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's def- it's in partnership with you know a third party provider or or a telco. Yeah, and um, and yeah, I mean you know it's it's just such an it's such a cool mechanism for our customers and 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 you know some of our customers with small amounts of points, you know can in fact buy things like data, airtime, electricity. I mean you know we have airtime um, sort of uh, what do you want to call it. Packages, categorizations yeah like packages yeah. of of like 10 rand i mean 10 rand is not even a dollar yeah. um and, yeah. and and you know people people buy that all the time as an of example course. because yeah you know there's interchanging of sim cards and you know the, the the way our customers operate in south africa is just it's it's incredible and so trying to keep up with that is probably probably yeah. our biggest job yeah yeah yeah, but you're right. I mean, you don't need to go into the the, the telco's business to, to facilitate that. So your role as the um, you know the client, I suppose, essentially is to to facilitate the the digital transfer, make it easy, make it seamless, and make sure the customer gets to burn their points in a way that really really matters to them. Exactly. Wow, wonderful. Well, Darmesh, I think I've exhausted all of the questions. I was super excited to hear all about the program. Um, are there any other key things that you wanted to share before we wrap up? Uh, Paula, no, not for me. I just, it's been an absolute pleasure being on your show. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for everyone that, that would listen to it, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. And on that point, actually, Darmesh, are you happy for me to link, for example, to your LinkedIn profile if people want to reach out to you directly? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Wonderful. You never know what kind of conversations come up. I always find it fascinating, you know, just to check back in with people who've been on the show. So um, so that's amazing. So listen, um, thank you very much for, for all of your insights, all of your work. Um, I love the Greenbacks program. Definitely think listeners are going to love it. So I just want to say, Dharmesh Bana from everyone at Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paula. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews. And thanks again for supporting the show.